And welcome to episode 2.5. Yeah. Order Fire, Zach Dunham, Leo Cruz. Yes, yeah, sir. Back on it. As always, uh, here in downtown New York City. I love it down here. It's very nice out here. It's every, nice. Every time it's I come out but I mean, I don't see that yet, or I don't see it at all, but every time I come out here, I just see. I think that's what just fucks everything up is the construction. It's always here. construction. But the it's so tight down here. There's construction yeah. in Midtown, but it's fucking two here, miles wide. It's like, they doing construction on every block around mm-hmm. here. But it's pretty dope out here. Like, the buildings are nice. It's a nice service attraction. Nah, that's fantastic. That's good. Nice a lot of tourists, though. Yeah. Yeah. I end up... I've been late to work because there's been, like, 19 Germans who can't figure out a MetroCard machine just blocking the entire entrance to the tiny no subway English. station right there. <laughs> it's infuriating. No English. Walking around with the credit card, like... What can I do? How can I do this? Just jamming Deutschmarks into the fucking turnstile. But yeah, this is, uh, let's call it episode 2.5. Yeah. yeah, Episode 2 was recorded and will be available as part of premium content down the line when we get more than eight listeners. Exactly. But Leo and I, uh, we might have overestimated our abilities. We got a little fucked up. That's yeah, what, that's what I happened. Think that's what it was. We didn't overestimate yeah. shit. We just got a little yeah, fucked we got up. Yeah, a little too. It was very happy. entertaining. I think that there were plenty of stories told that will get told again, especially yeah. the homeless diarrhea story. Which that was, was crazy. <laughs> there was a point where I almost threw up describing a snot rocket. Yes. In 1996. Yes. Yes. But you almost gagged up. <laughs> no, it was gross. It was gross. It was, I think it was bad broadcasting. I wouldn't want to listen to the sound of me going, oh, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, now I'm doing it for real. <laughs> it's a gross idea. My kid was fucking gross. Fuck. Um, yeah, so, episode 2.5. We have some stuff we want to discuss, some topical, some topical things like a podcast does. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of interesting that shit happened in the last like, a couple of weeks. Definitely. It's been like a month, I think. Okay, you could be like a Which month. Which is too long. But, like, but the uh, last couple of weeks been covered, like interesting shit. It, I think it's always interesting shit. And like the main one that we were talking about earlier was the whole fucking Roseanne thing. Later. We'll jump into oh, that, we'll that, jump that later. I feel like we're jumping okay. out later. That's not like a straight out of the gate guy. I do, this is something, I was going to bring this up to you, but I forgot because this is very unorganized. But the, something that I did want to say to anybody who happens to be listening to this podcast, um, Part of the reason I started this and part of the reason that like I definitely wanted Leo to be my co-host like after episode one um, is, let me start at the beginning because I'm not describing as well. I get at least once a week an Instagram message from somebody I haven't seen in years or whatever that's just like, holy shit, Zach Dunham, you seem really happy. And it's a huge surprise for a lot of people because for about... 20 solid years I was a fucking mess right. I was an unpleasant person I drank a lot right. and I was a shitty boyfriend I was a shitty friend I was full blown employed and homeless at the same time for a long time wow. like I couch, couches ladies trains like I was just I didn't have a home right. I would like wake up in Washington Square Park and then go work a 13 hour shift crazy yeah um but in all that time I was not a very happy person and around four years ago I started changing my shit and I started to and this is maybe like 
the number one thing I least expect myself to ever say, but starting embracing positivity. Just not being a fucking negative person. Because I think negativity's cool. You're always cooler if you're the negative person. James Dean is cool because he doesn't give a fuck. Right. Fucking, who are the cool people? I was going to say Madonna. I guess Madonna's cool. Yeah, for a female? Yeah. yeah. Madonna's yeah. cool. Um, but you just didn't give but a fuck. Co- yeah, but it's easy to get trapped in negativity because it, it makes sense. Sure. Fuck it is always the right answer. It's true. And it's such a pain in the ass to not say fuck it. It's so fucking true. But... In that time period, I started taking care of myself, not drinking so much, whatever, whatever. I found some happiness, you know. And I'm very happy with my girlfriend, I'm very happy with my home, and fucking my friends, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Right, right, right. And having met Leo and talked to him, he's also a positive person. And there's so many people out there who don't know who they are, who don't know what they want, who don't even know what they like. It's true. Who are just true. filling themselves with things or booze or weed or drugs or food. Yeah, they just. They just they just consume and they're unhappy and I think that if this is an opportunity to be a voice of positivity and like if anybody hears it and changes because I heard podcasts that like made me change my mind like that's really an exciting opportunity for me and I think this podcast is like a vehicle to sort of voice the sort of opinions that I don't know make people think for themselves it's a good thing bro or whatever we have to say to get Blue Apron pays four grand a week so we don't have to work ever again. So if this starts taking a very strange turn, if it goes left, and I'm advertising fucking <laughs> ZipRecruiter.com. Yeah. I'm not saying fuck every other word. No, but that's a that's Tune a out, but tell your friends. Like and subscribe. Exactly. Just subscribe, man, because it's going to get better. This is only 2.5. The beginning. I hope it gets better. It has to get better. It has to. It, has it, to get it can't get worse. No, so, like... But that was a great... We're going to stop in the middle of this to eat pizza. Oh, yeah. That's On my head. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. But um, that's a great thing that you said because for a little while, negativity, that was my thing. And it didn't work for a while. You know, like I thought it was working. Like You always think it's working. You always it seems it's like it's working. Until it hit the fan. So something like hits the fan, you're like, fuck it. It's not going to work no more. You know? You have to change. You like, have to do it. Like I thought it was cool for like 10 years not to work. Just not to work, just to be like, all right, I could do this, and I could live off this, and I'm straight. But knowing I'm not like that, that ain't me. I'm a nine-to-five dude. Like, you know what I'm saying? Before that 10-year stretch of me not working, I was working maintenance supervisor. I was holding down five buildings. It was shit like that. Then when I got into the situation, it ended up me being taking a 10-year gap of not giving a fuck about nothing. Like just fucking I'll do this That's a long time 10 years is a long time That's what I'm saying That that, And then when I got caught up With the whole graffiti shit And then I needed a job It was so hard Because I was out there Constantly trying to get this job But the first thing They asked me Why you got this 10 year gap And it's hard to say Oh yeah I'm just chilling (laughs) Nobody didn't work For 10 years You did anything good Yeah like you know Exactly So it was like You should have said you. I, I was a painter I, I, I try to say so many different things and they were like wear a beret. you know they <laughs> imagine going to an interview with a beret like you don't you know, want the job that hires you if you wore a beret to that job I'm gonna wait a minute guy I think you're in the wrong you get hired as a mime shit that'd be, that'd you'd be a good mime I feel like you'd be a good mime will you do the box hands for me 
You know, yeah. the fucking this thing. <laughs> We're doing the box hands. You know what I'm talking about. Everybody just see it. All the way no, up. Mimes are not a thing anymore. Mimes it, died out it fast. Died out. I, it's good. Out. I'm not yeah. against it. But that was, that was a crazy bum job. jumping in the park. <laughs> yeah, you could just go to a bum. You could just mime if you're on K2 and just fuck the fuck out, naked, outside, just have a show like that. But, um, working in the That changed my whole aspect of everything. Like, when, when, when I met the boss there and then he gave me that, like, when he just, he took my resume and pushed it to the side and said, I'm just going to give you that one channel that you want. That changed my whole shit on everything. And then everybody who I was working with was just, good or not I would just hear problems and I'm like you know what let me be that positive one to come in every day give you a high five like who don't like a high five everybody likes a high five not everybody I don't trust anybody who doesn't shake hands with everybody on their way in true you know what I mean I think that's that's always been a thing in kitchens for me like anytime you come into work you touch hands with everybody who's there anybody whatever it is you don't don't like the person but you know it don't matter just come in and just say hi greet them you know it just bugs me out that I don't come in and I, I, I gotta say hi to everybody or when I leave I gotta say hi to everybody but just keep a positive attitude now for the last you could say three three years I've been fucking happy as hell like I've never been this happy in my life and it's just being a positive person like, it, and it's a hundred percent a choice it, yeah it is people it's, think and that's the frustrating thing is like Obviously, there's obviously there's full blown fucking biochemical depression. Oh, like yeah. that's a totally course, real thing. Of course, that's but that's there's also real. people. Like, it's also when you don't try at anything, when you don't do anything, it fucking sucks the soul yeah. out of you. It's an unpleasant. It, you can't be happy and do that. And then wow, you then like being negative. That I don't know if it's me. I'm bugging, but when you think you're negative, you're depressed. Exactly, it gets you depressed, and you're thinking you about shit. You like. And instead of thinking about it, just do it. And that was my whole thing. Like, once I got the job, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this. And you're doing it. And I'm... I'm and just dropping myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, you told me something a while ago. He's like, yo, you know, six months you could be better than everybody. I took that shit so serious. I mean, I'm, I'm taking this very serious. You know what I'm saying? Like, this, this is what I want to do. And like, I don't want to just be one of those guys. Oh, yeah, you know, he's all right. Now I want to... That guy is a guy. The, no guy is, oh, he's all right. Either anytime I've had a ca- conversation with anybody about a cook, it's like, that guy fucking sucks, or I love that guy. That's he's all shitty, there is. He's a shitty guy, or he goes to a very binary guys. system. You know, and this was something that I don't know if it was like meant to be or is it like a destiny thing, but way before I hit a kitchen, like when I was working my, my other jobs, I was into like super duper kitchen shows. Watching Iron Chef They're very watchable But then Old school Iron Chef Japanese Yeah the old ones So good The ones from America The ones from Japan Those were both good You know what I'm saying And then come to find out My boss was on that shit One time Yeah That freaked me out And then When I knew who was The whole The owner of the whole thing That freaked me out Even more And I was like I'm gassed Holy shit I'm working for these guys You're here You're doing it That's the thing And I think that Just to go back To what you said About like, thinking negatively, like, you can, if you put yourself in a good place, if you decide to try to do something, yeah. and you actually are trying to do it. Because there's a lot of people out there who are like, oh, I'm working out, and they're not working they're out. Not working. They, they go to the gym, but they're not working out. They're not making progress. Right. If you're not actively making progress in anything, be it fucking graffiti, be it cooking, be it jujitsu, be it whatever it is, fucking scrapbooking, it doesn't matter what it is, as long as you're actively trying you will find shit 
that comes to you. Right. Like it, it, opportunities create themselves when you look when you're in the place where opportunities happen. Right. Right. And I, it's it's hard for me to not get preachy, but I also know I'm right. No, Which I is, don't. I know why. I've been I, as low. Like I haven't been full blown. Eating Subway rats, smoking crack. <laughs> I haven't been a mold person. In the bottom. But I've been real low. And like not being able to look at yourself in the mirror low. I know I know what that's like. Yeah. A hundred percent. I'll never forget no, that moment. You. I feel you on that. I feel you on that. And I stayed there. But I didn't go I was like, oh I look I was like, oh, I can't look at myself in the mirror. Also, I'm gonna change my life. I was like, nah, I'm just gonna fucking not do that for the next six months. Right. But when I did decide to make a change and I found something that forced me to sort of regulate my life, because I was cooked and I was, I am an okay cook. Like I, I have a pretty solid understanding of where I stand. Like I think like a good fighter knows where they stand. Like, I can't beat up that guy, I can beat up this guy. Right. That sort of thing. Um, and cooking devoured my life for, from, I started washing dishes when I was 14. I started line cooking at 18, went to college for two semesters, didn't stick, and then I started taking it seriously when I was about 20 years old, and it ate every aspect of my life. I had nothing else. That was it. Every relationship I ever had ended because of cooking. Because of the hours slept, he was putting in? And the amount that I was drinking. And okay, okay. There's a certain amount. Like, it's, a, it's not a fucking easy job. And right, right, right. Kitchens now, like I feel pretty comfortable saying, with certain exceptions, are not as high pressure as they used to be. Okay. And... When you get screamed at all day by the person who's the best at cooking you've ever seen, you can't just go home and drink tea. Like yeah, you have to sit with your friend and yeah. be like, "What the fuck?" And drink half out. a bottle of whiskey yeah. and be hungover for work and get yelled at again. I so, like, there was that. There was cooking, which was always a positive influence in my life. Easily the most positive. Right. Until it wasn't enough, and then I started lifting weights. I'm like, that was really it. Because I had to eat. I couldn't drink. And I had to get super jacked because I just had a really bad breakup. So like these things were set in stone. Yeah, I needed you something. Need that hobby to get your mind off. And I do like think I, that having something physical really helps. Like okay. having, if you're just like on the couch, Netflix, seamless, reading fucking, a fucking book. Exactly. If yeah. you're doing that all the time, like it, your your body's supposed to do shit. We're supposed to chase down antelope. Like we're <laughs> the human body is not meant to fucking sit in an office right, chair and right, stare right. at a screen and then go home and watch the office while you look at your phone until you pass out on the couch. You're not supposed to do that. Human body is meant for greatness. Right. Every human being on earth is the descendant like think about how many shitty people had to die to figure out you couldn't eat trees. There was a thousand people. <laughs> a thousand cavemen. Okay, that wasn't there. Eating an elephant doo-doo like an apple. No, There's a lot of people died to get us to where we are. Exactly. It's goofy and it's weird and life is super fucked up. Like you look at the world is fucked, but human beings are supposed to be good. Right. And I guess that's kind of the crux of this thing that took way longer than I expected it to. But that's the idea. Is to hopefully bring a little positivity and poop stories. Gonna have a lot of funny stories, man. Gonna have a lot of funny guests too. I'm telling you, this it's is true. the beginning. We just we taking our time doing this so you guys could get to know me and Zach. And then once Seriously. that happens, then you're gonna start seeing the co-hosts. You know what I'm saying? So people come in guests, and guests. I mean, excuse me, guests. And then that's where everything's gonna start getting funnier. 
because we have. I think it's pretty guys. funny so far. I'm yeah, we, we funny right. dudes, man. Like if somebody's funny willing shit. to sit through two hours of this, like they're <laughs> laughing a lot. Yeah. So of let's just inf- also to all you haters out there who said two hours is too long for a podcast. No fucking fuck way. off, man. No way, man. I feel like an hour and a half. That's like minimum, minimum, and then once the hour and a half blows it, then you got another hour and a half. It gets just better and better during time because the last time. Well, the last the second, time, the second it was one a full did, three hours of craziness. Like the first, like twenty minutes to a half was like we stutter step. I stutter step. You know, I I got blanked in five minutes, but then after that, it was just golden. Very entertaining. It was just like the third album was golden. It was very good. It was crazy. Like we got into that story and it was wild. But yeah, because this is gonna get real funny. It's gonna get real funny, and we're gonna have a lot of nice guests. So it's true. Expect all nice questions. I'll take care. It's gonna happen. I'm gonna make it happen. <laughs> I reached out to her to be her personal chef. Um, I have not gotten a response. It occurred to me after the fact that she probably doesn't eat that much. She probably she's on a very she probably eats eight peas and yeah, nine liquids a day. Now she's not vegan. She's not vegan. But dude, I I have met her. She is. I am eighty percent certain with six berries in me, I could lift her over my head with one hand. She is she's tiny. That's like fuck. She's five feet tall, and her waist is. I just that woman's amazing, bro. No, she's fantastic. She's really funny. Her podcast's really good. You should go listen to it. Go listen to this. She's amazing. Finish listening to this, and then go listen to hers. Her podcast is really fun. It's hard though because it's just two hours of sex stuff, and so like at forty-five minutes in, you got to take a break, pull a porn (laughs) up, and take care of things. It's a long podcast, man. Just talking about butt stuff. Yeah, let me tell you. She's a pro. She's extremely professional. She's a fucking pro at what she do. So you can't, lady, you can't knock this woman. You cannot knock this woman at all. She could. She does amazing shit. I was actually trying to get that coach she has, that big-ass bomber that says Pornhub. How much is this? I, I think I, it's a snorkel, so it has to be like at least, at least 200, 200 bucks. At least 200 bucks. Military surplus so snorkel is 200 bucks. It's fucking dope. It is cool. It's just, just to have a coach that says Pornhub, like, it's pretty dope. Alright, so that's the intro. Intro. I feel like we're just not gonna do the cooking thing, and that's fine. Alright. We'll just skip over that. Do you got questions? I got a couple. Do you actually? Because last time you said a couple, we had five minutes of silence, and I started interviewing myself. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. Which was kind of fun. I'm a very good interviewer. <laughs> you can go and start asking questions and answering them at the I same time. I should do time. it a different voice and just pretend it's somebody <laughs> else. Somebody else is here. Like, oh yeah, we got three people here. Be a good time for accents. Oh, I can't God. do accents. I can't do it at all. I always like start off with like two or three words and then it just goes back to so back to my English. Like, oh fuck, that sound. The only accent I can do consistently and well is. Uh, in the Treehouse of Horror with the evil <laughs> leprechaun from The Simpsons. I don't remember anything in the episode, but all he says is, <laughs> which is the perfect evil leprechaun noise. But anytime, that's my Irish accent right there. Like, my friend, he got a good Russian accent. Like, we, we was in the crib one time, and we was doing a canvas, and he was just talking to my friend. He was sitting here, he was talking to my friend on this side. He was just talking about market colors and the way he was just saying out you would have thought there was a Russian guy with us. It was just hilarious. I need that dude to come by. He's a funny guy and he paints crazy. He's a good artist. That guy paints his ass off. It's like me now, like me painting again. Oh that's like my driving force? No, not 
that's like that takes all the stress out. Like I think Your I go, outlet. Yeah, I go painting on the weekend, so like when I come during the week, it's just unclear. And I'm happy all the time now. Like lately, I've been just painting a lot and just keeping focused, and it's like ah, oh, <coughs> I feel so good. Like today was one of those days. I just went out to just walk around. It was just too nice. Like hot. It, it was really, really hot. New York City is disgusting. Right but, now. oh my God, it was just, I, it, was, it, was dead, it was very dead outside, so I was like, oh, I have time to at least catch a couple of spots here and there, but it's just a good stress for me. Good stress. Well, the thing about painting, too, which is nice, is that it's not a low adrenaline activity. No. Like, no. Your, your senses are heightened. You've, yeah. You're entering into the place mentally where... Your ancestors did in the jungle. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah I get it. I get it. Speaking of the weightlifting, like the weightlifting, jujitsu, whatever, right. like that, and like what the human body, what you're supposed to be up to. Right. Like you're supposed to key into that place where you're worried shit's gonna go wrong. Yeah. That and that's and for real, that's like the main objective. Like I'd be like, oh man, I, I know I can't zone. get in trouble. Yeah, I, I know I can't get in trouble. So I gotta make sure I get in and out of here incognito, and I'm good. Oh man, I do it nonchalantly now. Like I walk around. Sometimes I, I don't think. Like sometimes I be like, yo, you know what? You know this shit is illegal, right? Like, I keep saying that, but then at the same time, like I've been doing this for so long, it should be legal by now. Like that's how they're I never walk gonna around. legalize. Like, they're never gonna do it. They like, shouldn't. A, I don't like, want everything to be grown. No, like I wish, like, just the way the Blasio is doing this thing with the weed and like trying to get it to a point where you can smoke it outside and not get in trouble. There should be a point where they have like five points, like in Queens, yeah. they have like a building or a place where you could paint and it's legal. But then it will lower down people from painting properly. You know, like if you have spots all over the like New York, like in Brooklyn, they got um, Bushwick Collective, where it's like blocks of industrial area and they got places where you could just go paint on the weekends yeah. for free. Rochester had legal walls. There's yeah. like these water towers up by Cops Hill. They're really cool. Fucking. If they would do some shit like that, a lot of this stuff wouldn't be happening during the city, you know, but... It would also alleviate a lot of bullshit art, because if somebody, let's say, like some new writer calls himself KCW, he wants to go practice tagging, like he's gonna practice tagging on like mailboxes and fucking vans, and it's gonna look terrible. Yeah. Because it looks terrible until you're good at it, it's like anything else. Like I, like I tell them, repetition they have to you you would tell them repetition yeah exactly but if you had a place to practice they wouldn't leave that I mean some people are shitty assholes but you wouldn't leave that spot until you're like okay I have something good to be proud of so now let me go hit up this Sunoco and throw that up on the set right as opposed to now I know I personally there was some embarrassing shit on some walls oh of course like you start off to the point where, like you start off in the you don't know anything you know you nothing you just go and do what it does and then you start to build a style up. And it takes a lot of time. It does. Just like cutting an onion, you know what I mean? It, and that's that's kind of also plays into the thing, like the crux of the idea of this podcast is explaining, I guess, explaining or like trying to convey the consistency between all things that are difficult. Right. You start doing something, you suck. You want to rebuild yeah. a carburetor, you're going right, to fuck it up right, the right. first thousand times. It's that every time you make pancakes, you fuck up the first pancake. Anyone, myself included. Actually, I'm terrible at making pancakes. I fucking hate it. <laughs> but you get the point. Like, for graph, you suck. You suck yeah. What's the book? Uh, 
the opening to The Art of Getting Over? You suck until further notice. You know that book? Yeah. The art, that's the first line in the forward. It's like, you suck until further notice. And it's true for everything. For everything. And no everything. one on earth, very few people on earth, want to just suck at something for a while. It takes so long to be good at something, and you know you suck. If you try to do something, you're smart enough to know when something's shitty. Yeah. You have good taste to begin with. It's like, fuck, I suck at this. I suck. I don't want to do this anymore. And that's where a lot of people quit doing yeah. things. And sometimes something's just not for you. But there's so many beautiful writers, painters. There is. Boxers. Like, there's so much talent in the human species that just gets unutilized because people are afraid of failure. Sometimes you just need to take that L. You take a lot of L. You need to take that L. Like I'd rather take an L than somebody keeps telling me, "Hey, that looks good." Or, "Yeah, you're doing a good job." Especially when I know, know it's, it's not. not. And I know it's not. Like when I when I work, it's like if I know something ain't coming out right, I want to do it again. I want to ask a question. Like I just, and that's from painting. Like yeah. it's perfection shit. Like the way when you move around and, and you do your thing, like I see what you do, and I'm like, damn, that's perfection. Like. I want to get in the kitchen like that. I'm already like that in whatever I do in my grafting. Like, I know when I go out, like how you set yourself up, that's how I set up my bags. Oh, you have a ritual. You know? You know I you know what class. to do. You have me right. class. So, you know, like, you have your you have your caps in this pocket. Right. You have your fucking marker in this pocket. You have exactly. your cans lined up in the order you're going to paint in. I got my cans. I got, I, got my, I got my caps. I got a, a, a long sleeve shirt. I got my hat. I got gloves. It's like... Same thing, but I want to take that to where um, what I'm doing now professionally, you know, like. And you already have an understanding of what I'm getting there. Exactly. That's the first step. And that's the step that I'm like, oh my God, this is what I got to do. Okay, this is what I'm going to do. And this is why when when I eat shit, I accept it. Like some people don't know how to just take it and be like, okay, don't take it personal. I just rather eat shit than you guys tell me, hey, you know. All right, let me show you. No, 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 no. Let me just do what I have to do, or you keep shitting on me till I get it right. And I remember those days with us, like <laughs> shitting on days. me, like, Ugh. no, dude. Or I would say something positive, and you would just shoot that arrow and pop my bubble, like, nah, nah. And I Some dug days it. You don't get to feel good. And I dug it, and I really, really dug it. At the end of the day, I was like, I understand where that's coming from. I truly do. Never I took it to not- the ass. Be a dick. Nah, but people I, would be surprised to hear that. I think, but I try so hard. All I don't want to have a bad day ever. Right, that's right. That's the whole goal: is to always have a good and day. That's one thing I've learned. Once you get burnt, you burn all day. So let's yep. not try to get you burnt. And I try, yeah, and I try to say that to coworkers. <laughs> please shut the fuck up. Don't get this man to a point where he's just gonna. When move. I lock down, yeah. When you when I see your jaw clicking, I'm like, oh damn. Our day's done (laughs) And I say this I'm saying this While we cooking Like Our day's done Like You asshole Our day's done now But I truly understand What you know Like What you're trying to do And You being an asshole I think that's why No Like no disrespect But that thing That's why Brings the good out of me There's some people Who respond to Strong leadership And there's some people Who don't And I get that I totally understand that everybody comes from different circumstances. And for me, when I was a line cook, when I was coming up, I was a fucking asshole. I was not good. I was terrible. I had a huge ego. I was brutally hungover every day. Right. And, but I really wanted it. Right, right, right. 
and but the only people I would ever listen to were chefs I was terrified of. Uh, if I wasn't afraid of them, right. I, me and my buddies who are eventually going to be on this podcast, we're just like wild animals. Right. You need a dude with a chair and a whip to get you to <laughs> shut the dudes. fuck up. Stop pranking each other and focus during service. Right. And so having come up under that system, I find it difficult to stray away from that. I think having conversations is a lot more productive than screaming. But it's if losing your temper is... I get upset. I don't lose my temper anymore. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, I, see I, that. I, I have lost my temper, but not that. And only when somebody really deserves it. Sure. Um, sure. At one time I, at a different restaurant, I kind of unloaded on a server for saying the wrong thing at the wrong moment. I, it was, it was bad. Nah, it's shitty, it's shitty. I probably, like, I shook his hand, like, I felt very bad. He's a fucking 45-year-old man, there's no reason for me to be talking that way. <laughs> but I will say that the problem that we had consistently so people would mob brunch items. If you've ever worked in a restaurant, you've worked brunch. If you've ever worked brunch, you know people want their breakfast very specifically. I want right. my eggs over easy. I want strawberry toast, no strawberries. I want powdered everything. sugar on the side. Things get very goofy. And if, especially if you serve like an omelet or a frittata, people are like, I see on the menu that you have tomatoes and foie gras. Can you put those in this omelet, please? Oh, man. And when you're in the middle of a 200 cover, 400 cover, whatever it is, brunch service, Things like that are kind of monkey wrenches, yeah. and you go with the flow. But things up. were really bad at this restaurant, mm. absurd. And the server came down. He's like, "Hey," he started talking directly to the cooks instead of me, which always bothered me. And like, "Hey, can we add this to the omelet?" And I, it's like, "Hey, what is going on with all these <laughs> fucking mods today? Look at this is absurd. Look at this ticket. It's eight feet long. It's like a CVS receipt. This is absurd." And I was already probably in a bad mood, but he said, it's called upselling. And I lost, I lost. Give you attitude. I lost my <laughs> mind. I, I did not react to that appropriately for any circumstances. And he cried. I thought I was going to get fired. Wait, he literally cried? Yeah, he cried. Imagine any man screaming in your face that you can't hit. True. Although, to be fair, I mean... You could hit me. He could have hit I mean, me. yeah, but like... But it's also... I'm a big guy. <laughs> like, it's... You have never heard me actually yell at anybody. No, not yet. It's bad. It's really bad, and I hope it never happens not yet. Yet. It's, it's shitty. Like, it's very shitty. My voice is cracked sometimes. It's very embarrassing. <laughs> it's really hard to work up that big head of steam yeah. and be like, You motherfucker! Yeah, try to get it out. And then your voice cracks. And in your head, I, I, you lose all credibility as a fucking angry person if you sound like a 12-year-old with a boner. <laughs> but it happens. I try really, really, really hard not to do it. I don't think it's productive. And for real, I thought all the screaming in the kitchen goes with the kitchen just for the simple fact that I've done seen it so much, like... I never been in the kitchen, but when I used to see it on like TV, I was like Gordon Ramsay. I think that's that's a question. It's effective. And they fucking in the UK, they still hit cooks. Oh shit! I didn't know that. Yeah, the, it's so I've heard. I'm not working in the United Kingdom, but I have heard that they still hit cooks. Like not commonly, but they'll put hands on people, and that happened. That has happened in New York. It's. 
And it's fucked up, I suppose, to say I completely understand. Because if you're so dedicated, right. like if you're real, if you're at the upper tier of restaurants, two Michelin stars and up, right. you are that is a hundred percent of your life. It's all you care about. It's extremely important. And if you're a line cook trying to learn in that incredibly high pressure environment, if you fuck up so bad, you've made someone that angry, you kind of understand because there's very a very deep sadomasochism in cooking okay. because it's physically exhausting right the hours are long it's fucking hot you have to buy special shoes so your feet don't fall off I think I brought this up last podcast yeah. but every six weeks I go to see fucking Craig Bradoff around the corner and he whittles shit off my feet with a ah, scalpel that, that was the, that that's was, that picture okay, okay. so he takes I, this guy is hilarious he's this big fat old guy beard balding has clearly a 20 years ago cigarette voice <laughs> First time I sat down with him, I was talking to him. He looked at by my feet, which were fucked. It looked like eagle claws. And it's like, so what? Right here, and I was like, well, I have to run barefoot now for training, and it really hurts when I put in pressure on these. He's like, oh, what are you training? It was not my nail. Nah, I trim my toenails. I'm not a fucking animal. <laughs> no, it's I have flat feet, so the calluses form to recreate my arches. All right, all right. So from like here to here, it's hurting. Is it's like rocks, like okay. my like. Oh, inch, all the pressure is it, the calluses hitting. on the bottom of my feet have gotten to a half inch deep before. Jesus it's Christ. fucking crazy. It's gross. They call them my foot rocks. Every once in a while, like on two of them, you they like you can like pull them out. Oh man, yeah, it's it's gross. And this is from standing up. Yeah, twelve hours a day, fourteen hours a day for the last six years. That's how five years. That's how long I've been. So the manager. shoes that we use in the kitchen, those are actually good. Depends on the shoes. I have to wear dance clothes because they take a lot of pressure off my knees. Okay. But this fucking... So I sit down and he's like, oh, what do you train? I was like, oh, I train jujitsu. And he's like, jujitsu's bullshit. <laughs> Meanwhile, he has a scalpel inside my foot. And I'm like, I guess so. I don't know. I like it, man. Like, fuck you. I've been doing yeah. this for two months. Like, don't <laughs> shit on me. And it turns out he had like a brown belt in judo. Judo's rough. Judo's real shit. Judo's the flipping shit, right? Judo's the flipping shit. And on that note, Domino's has arrived. Pizza's here. Leo, fill time. Say things. Okay. My man gets the pizza. Let me get back to the story. This kitchen thing's gonna get pretty interesting. Because I am learning a lot. I am enjoying myself. I don't know if a lot of people even say that, but they enjoy like working in the kitchen because by the time the summer comes, it feels like a sauna. Five minutes in, it's what is going to be a two-hour podcast. It's going to be a nice one. Fuck y'all. <laughs> Domino's Pizza. I Thank love you. Domino's Pizza. I love Domino's yeah, Pizza. They're sponsor. They say, hey, it's a sponsor our next podcast. Do you think if we keep saying that people should sponsor us, nobody's going to sponsor us? I don't. No, I think if we keep saying that, we'll get fucking sponsored by somebody. Eventually. I have a life sponsor this fucking podcast. I, I swear to God. 
Anyway. Uh, I always, I feel bad because I do it every single time, but I, I, for some reason I like it better. Every time I order Domino's, I get the square cut. Because I like the little square slices. They're like Tic Tacs. Oh, you get them like... Yeah, just in, you see like... Oh, okay, no, that's pretty high. Because you can have this tiny little goofy corner piece. They yeah, like, it's just like... I never knew you could do that though. Well, they have the app. I used to order so much Domino's. But they have the app, so you could customize your shit. And anytime I have the option to customize things, I always do. Kind of good. Anyway, Domino's. Oh, shit. This is great. But yeah, so this, my podiatrist just busts my balls and cuts shit off my feet. You talk shit about the judo? Yep, talk shit about judo. <laughs> Makes fun of the Gracies. It's ballsy. I appreciate it. Some hilarious guy. I respect them guys because when I first, like, started watching UFC, or... I don't know if it was UFC back then. It wasn't called mixed martial arts. No, it's, it's always been UFC. It's always been UFC, right? Back when they did dumb shit, like have like a sam, uh, sumo wrestler fight a karate guy. But that was when Royce Gracie fought this big ass dude. They, they, the weight was totally off. That's when he used to wear the gi. He wore the gi. He wore the gi at the time, and yo, he used to slay them. Slay That's funny. And yo, I never knew like them dudes was like that nice when I was watching. They're extremely nice. They're the nicest. But, um, they're the nice. nicest, man. But they're nice. But now it's like UFC is like I don't know. Is it you gotta take? I just see them like they built a certain way, and the shit that they taking, or like they training and all this wild shit they doing is like yo, they built to kill people. Yeah, 100%. Like, how are you training this hard to fight? It's, there, the, uh, it's like almost boxing with kicking and, and, and a little bit of grappling. You guys are getting so fucking ripped to break somebody's neck off. They're extremely Jesus. good at inflicting damage. Jesus Christ. Like, I was watching some videos just you know, the day before yesterday on YouTube. Like, the 10 most devastating knockouts. Jesus Christ. Look at GSP's Superman punch. Oh. Oh. Like, I don't know These are I human do. beings that were supposed to be on the biggest horse with the biggest sword, ready, just running into battle, cutting heads off. That's deeply a part of the human condition. Yeah. There's people who are supposed to do that. We don't really do that anymore. So, we do this instead. It is weird that we still get off on blood sport. Like, there's something about watching two people fight. Because yeah. women's MMA is hot shit now. But there's something about, like, you, every human being demands in their mind conflict. Yeah. Like, the soul of every that. human being wants conflict. <laughs> and there's something that. about watching two people fight that that's it. Like, that's the end of what that is. Because football is the same shit. Baseball, yeah. to an extent, is sort of the same, an expression of that. Yeah. Football was intentionally popularized after World War II because all these GIs came back and they had nothing to fucking do anymore. So football that was pushed on them as an entertainment because they wanted to see a fight. They wanted to see two sides go at it. It was like hockey. It's okay to fight. Hockey's good trip. I've been to a hockey game. That's a fucking sport and I have to watch live. 
I mean, on TV, it may look a little boring. No, live is cool. When you're watching it live, it's so loud. And if you're in the front, like near the glass, the game is so interesting. But these guys are really hitting each other bad. Like, they fuck each other with the stick and all that. They're hitting each other bad. I don't think you can appreciate the fact that they're on ice skates until you see it in person. Because you watch on TV, they're just spinning around, moving around. When you're sitting there like, that dude is ice skating this whole time? They're blind. My buddy Dale, I wonder if he's still, I don't think he's in New York, and he went back to Canada. He was a semi-pro hockey player, mm. like tried out for the Giants, and he would tell stories about fighting in hockey, because it happened, he's from Ottawa, man. Like, and he, by all accounts, he's a good hockey player, I never saw him play. Um, funny guy, really good guy. But he would be like, if it's a boring game, like it's like kind of tied, nobody's really pushing, they'd be it. I don't know it's fucking called when they drop the puck they're facing each other right he would just eyeball somebody across well, from face like, off yeah face off yeah like the movie he would just eyeball the guy across from me like hey man you wanna fight <laughs> and he tells a story about doing it to some rookie and the guy's like oh uh, uh, what and he's like yeah wanna fight it's like alright let's go and so whatever they don't even pay attention to what happens right. with the puck they just skate into each other gloves down start wailing on each other on I can you imagine fighting somebody on ice skates only fucking sport that could do that I'm glad I'm glad it exists if they didn't still have fighting in hockey it would not be on television I don't think so I don't think it'd be interesting no more because I know people want to fight or two at least one time to be like yo I want to see this go down what happened hockey used to be big fucking Wayne Gretzky it was like a Michael Jordan no it wasn't Michael Jordan of the ice he really was <laughs> Fucking Michael Jordan the ice. I think that's this episode's title Michael Jordan of the ice <laughs> God I love Domino's Pizza Domino's is pretty good I forgot I have those Caesars on my block I haven't had those Caesars trash. since I had it in like a Walmart well, in 1994 now you got the $5 pie is it good? I mean, it's good once, like, they make it and they bring it out, not when it's just sitting in that this little fucking machine where they Hot make it. ready. Up. Yeah, when it's already ready. When they make it straight out the oven, that's when it's good. When it sits there, it just gets Can you ask food. for a fresh one? Yeah, you can. And it's still the same price. You're just going to have to just wait, like, 15 minutes. That's fine. I'll wait that. I'll wait that. But they have some, all right. Have you ever had 7-Eleven pizza? No. I have. I mean, that's like, I'm lying to you. I'm lying to you. There's been many times I'll come out of, like, bombing or something and we'll jump into like oh they have that they have the wings they have weird chicken sandwiches and the foil wrap I've never I can't bring myself to eat one of those cheese but have you had one? I had one Where did get, how was it? chicken sandwich is good because it's spicy but it's just like spongy it's a big yeah, sponge it's just like preheated and it's reheated and reheated and reheated but yeah when you need something real quick just to munch down on that's my go to I'll grab one of those spicy chicken sandwiches that's good to know uh, what else they have that's crazy they had the stuffed Doritos it was basically like a mozzarella stick with Doritos on the outside oh. those were good those were good I had I have a deep weakness for limited edition fast food or like candy okay. it was like this is a limited edition M&M's oh I don't know the M&M's anymore because there's too many M&M's yeah there's too there's now there's 10 million M&M's yeah before they should be peanut and plain crunchy yeah. was then there was like they crunchy crispy crispy Crispy. Crispy was good. Dude, I think I they think had white chocolate. Peanut butter M&M's, though. Very strong. That's the shit. But they remind me of Reese's. That's fine. I, I, I don't mind Reese's. being reminded of Reese's. Reese's. I don't. I prefer the peanut butter M&M to the Reese's pieces. Reese's was smaller. And the M&M's, though, 
are bigger. They look like a peanut. And the Reese's has, because the peanut butter M&M has candy shell, chocolate, peanut butter in the middle. Ah, Reese's is straight. It's just candy, candy shell and then like chocolatey peanut butter. I think it's just peanut butter. It's just, it's just peanut butter. And I think the, uh, the balance helps a lot. They're also big and satisfying. True. The thing is that bothers me, they need to start blending that's Pretzel M and M with peanut butter M and M. Do that the other day. Callan brought those in because, and he was like, "I was going to try to get pretzel, but yeah, it's fantastic." Nah, yeah. they need to sell that in the bag. But now they got all sorts of like mint chip birthday yeah, cake. They got some wild it's like all the weird Oreo now. flavors now. I don't like golden chips now. The, the only peanut one, butter one's good. Peanut butter, I like double stuff. I, I like, think you like double stuff. I gotta be like, I ain't gonna for the last couple of times I've been jumping on those or not. They be having the super thin ones now. Those look good. I haven't had those. Those are pretty good. I think the double stuff ruins the ratio. The Oreo is a perfect cookie on it, like unto itself. Man, I got hot sauce, ranch, and blue cheese, and they only delivered ranch and hot sauce. I'm heartbroken. Domino's, rectify these wrongs. Tell me you. I had to dip my pizza in ranch like an animal. The chicken is so bad. I always regret getting the chicken, but it's also the coupons on that app that kill you. It's like any two for five ninety nine, and you somehow this, it's still thirty dollars. Yeah. yeah, it's like I have a soft spot still for um, McDonald's chicken McNuggets. I've never been a nugget guy. It's just like every time I go past through my friends' house, like one right on the corner, I'm like five dollars for a twenty piece. Twenty piece for five dollars? That's five. solid. Five bucks. So I'm, I'm grabbing that. If I'm in McDonald's, number one McDonald's chicken product is the McChicken. Of course. Hands down. Hands down McChicken. I, <laughs> I was very drunk. I was actually like 80% drunk. Not very drunk. Not like making mess drunk. And I was on my way home and I stopped at McDonald's because I was drunk. I was hungry. And I got two McChickens fries and like the number six which used to be the Angus habanero burger which was phenomenal it was really spicy for McDonald's and I eat my burger eat my fries eat one McChicken and in that drunk thing that you only do when you're drunk I put the other McChicken in my pocket oh man everybody just woke up with a double quarter pounder in their pocket or just quarter pounder it's gotta be a little sandwich you can't have a full size sandwich you can't have a big sandwich it has to be a paper wrapper not a fucking yeah some small some small but I was I walked to the train station, I get on the train, and there was always a lot of homeless people there. <laughs> and I, like, I drunkenly decided to be magnanimous in hand. I was like, hey, man, do you want this McChicken? Because in my drunken mind, there's nothing better than a McChicken. It's like, hey, do you want this McChicken or Ferrari? Like, I'm going to consider it McChicken. <laughs> McChicken. <laughs> I can eat that right now. Is that pickles? That's going to be a deciding factor. <laughs> and so he looks at me, takes it, doesn't say thank you, and just, like, tucks it away in his fucking giant pile of hobo bags. And I was furious. I would have took it back. Well, I don't know. Give me my fucking sandwich well, I back. I, I think even as drunk as I was, I had an understanding that, like, maybe this gesture of a $1.50 sandwich <laughs> isn't going to really brighten this dude's day. And you're maybe not being that nice of a guy. <laughs> but no, I was furious. But I didn't say anything. You don't want to get a filter. Physical altercation. Yeah. No. We did have that really good conversation about that. <laughs> but I walk get off the train or get off the platform walk back to the McDonald's 
buy two McChickens, walk back <laughs> to the platform, sit on the platform across from him, and just eat, eat it? both McChickens, oh double God. fisting in about 30 seconds to make a point. Like, dude... In retrospect, that was pretty fatty. Yeah. He didn't know that that was going to be like that. He just thought he got a chicken sandwich. He probably looked at you like, this dude was getting angry over a chicken sandwich. Well, I thought he was going to It would have been more regulated if he just threw it at you like, take your shit back. Yeah, that's true. Oh, man. It wasn't a nice thing to do, but it made for a funny story. Like, I wish they never took the White Castle away from my blog. Like, that was one spot I loved. Like, those are my, like, not eat every day, but, like, late nights. Where I just can't sleep And I'm like Oh fuck it Can I go get Yeah that'll put you to sleep That will knock me the fuck out Like I always had The chicken sandwich Is always great White Castle Makes the exact same smell Come out of your mouth And ass After you eat it That's a fucking Snapple fact Like that should be On a Snapple cap I think you and I Are the only two people Old enough to remember Snapple facts Oh shit In our entire Eight person listenership (laughs) Actually that's not true My parents listen to this podcast (laughs) Tony Dad but that is true and I don't know why I don't know what's in that patty but I don't know. it's the steam and the like, steam is nice it's the buns are so soft yeah like when you it's, like, it's a good burger like I'm not I don't know how people be like oh that's a nasty ass burger it's a steam burger people it's not like we should try steaming an impossible patty ooh. yeah it's gonna be gross it's gonna be gross ooh. nah we don't wanna do that I like how this podcast started out like we're gonna deliver positive messages to the people, <laughs> preach and show to the way to live, and it's just turned into us eating dominoes and talking about fast food, which is fine. Don't yeah. eat it every day. I don't know. You should enjoy fast food though, because it's fucking delicious. Oh yeah. But after me working, that's all I want to do is eat fast food. I get that sometimes. I, I, I always want to eat thing. a Taco Bell. I don't know that's a thing for like chefs or like line cooks. Like they don't want to just. You don't want to cook. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it took a lot of time. Like, really yo, cook. do you cook at home? Like, ah, I help, but like I'm not cooking. Like I'm not gonna do that because I just want to eat like a burger or something. What's the Chinese? Eat something from there. A lot of Instagram. A lot of Instagram. Because it's delicious. Right, I eat chili ones. Oh my god. It's like one of. My, I think I got that. From that's me. kind of a comfort food at this point. It's so good. It's so fucking good. Like, I'd rather eat that over anything sometimes. It was that, and I used to eat Old a lot of bagel chicken. bites. Uh, didn't you say some story about you only ate bagel bites? For like a year. Only bagel bites. Let's elaborate on this. Okay, I'm not going to say like every single day, but like, it was but like... if you were at home, the look, only food you were going to eat was bagel bites. I was going to eat bagel bites. That was like my go-to at the time that I was actually... Which one? Supreme? It would be Supreme and Pepperoni. Supreme is one with like the bell pepper bits had the and the little pepper, sausage yeah, bits. Yeah, had that. I would not be pepperoni. Cheese was just, I don't know, too plain. You but can't just eat a cheese frozen pizza. What are you, a psychopath? Like, that's wouldn't, insane. I wouldn't eat a cheese one. You so. need more flavor on your not flavor. And you needed salt. So that was like. You do not need salt. Like do you me? know any idea how much jacked up <laughs> salt is in processed frozen food? That's what I'm saying. I used to eat them, but oh, I need salt. But yeah. I, that's horrifying. I used to eat that a lot. And it felt like I was just eating bites. it for like a year. I know I spent it. I remember one time because, like, plus there was like a family dollar right across the street. And they used to have them for super cheap. I don't know why. I think probably the expiration date. Didn't know, but I used to buy boxes, and this used to be my go-to. Like I used to. They got that microwave tray, the yeah. microwave tray with like the sh- not. But I used to bowl. always put my shit in like in a um, conventional oven. 
That's smart. They're not good out of the microwave. No, none of those they, frozen no, snack they, foods are good they, out of a microwave. They're gooey. They're all gooey. They never get hard. They never get like Crispy. toasty. Yeah. They just gooey nastiness. Like I never wanted to do that. So I always had a conventional oven. I throw them there, and then boom. That used to be my shit. I come I really appreciate your bins. A conventional oven. Yeah. I didn't put them in the combi. Yeah, because toaster I, oven works. So toaster oven is a highly underrated home I mean, kitchen tool. The little well, oven, you know, like the like. A, do I have to describe a toaster oven to you right uh, now? The, the pop, right? The no, toaster. not a toaster. Not like taking the toast oven with the door. I used to use that too. Toaster oven's fantastic. I used to use that too. When I was a kid, uh, where I lived, we didn't really have a kitchen. Okay. And so we had a toaster oven and I think a microwave, and I ate about ten thousand Stouffer's French bread pieces. <laughs> My dad one time. It was a lesson. I learned a lesson in that moment. I was... He asked me if I wanted a French bread pizza. And I said no. And he made himself a French bread pizza. And I was just walking around. I, I was probably 12. Like, I was right, right. on the cusp of manhood. You know? Okay. <laughs> and as I was walking around, I was just snatching those little quarter pepperoni pieces off. Okay. Until he comes over to eat his, like, his pizza. He's been building up in his mind. You know he was looking yeah, for it. Yeah, he's like, right? yo, I'm about to kill this right now. And he looks, and there's, like, two pepperonis on it. He loses his fucking mind. He comes up to me and he's like, Zach, I asked you if you wanted a pepper of French bread pizza. You said no. You ate all the fucking pepperoni off my French bread pizza, which I no longer want. If you were a grown man, I would beat your ass for this. <laughs> and at the time I took it, it's a bit, a bit of an overreaction. In retrospect, yeah, I fucked that dude's pizza up. I could have had my own pizza. He was going to make me a pizza. But you said no. I said no. Lessons of life. Lessons of life. I don't know what lesson I took away from that. It wasn't just don't eat pepperonis off pizzas. I think it was... But that's neither here nor there. Yeah. We're coming up on an hour. We should pause. Do second half. Okay. All right, guys. We'll be right back in zero time at all. We're going to have sponsors or ads in the middle of this. Just a weird break where we're going to eat more pizza. See you in a second. Back in the gym. And we're back. Uh, you are like Jasper. Sure. <laughs> God, I can't. That's this why we're never going to see podcasts. We have to delete every episode. Trash people. Oh my know. God, dude. I'm keeping that in there. Sorry, dude. <laughs> Speaking of, okay, A, that Domino's was fantastic. It was so good. Yeah. Salute to you guys today, man. Jesus Christ. Thank you. I hit the spot. Okay. When we first got the kittens, they were fe- like super feral. Like they lived in a hole in a wall, and they had ears cut off, whatever. The I was when we first like let them into the whole apartment. I put Domino's, like a half Domino's pizza, on the very top shelf in the kitchen, which is about nine feet up. Right. I could get on a chair to, to get, get, to get it off. Somehow, I woke up in the middle of the night. They had gotten it off of that shelf. Really? Onto the ground and chewed through it. The kittens were maybe <laughs> 18 ounces each. Like they were tiny. Can you imagine tiny? How long would it take you to chew through a Domino's box? That's what a I'm Domino's saying. A Domino's box is a powerful box. It's been engineered by... Pro- it's probably $10 so they, million dollars worth. It's they, not climbed, they climbed up there. Somehow they got... I don't know. They couldn't have climbed. They couldn't have climbed. 
I think they wiggled the cabinet until it fell down, but still chewing through that box. Yeah, yeah, Their yeah. mouth was the size of a dime. <laughs> and, well, yo, I'm telling you, they, 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 were hungry. they smell, they could get it. They want something they're going to chew through, and if it's like anything breakable, they're going to get through it. They took their time. They had hours. I was very sweet. Yeah, thank you, Domino's, <laughs> for, I think most people have, like, coffee or, like, yerba mate before they do a podcast. Yeah, most of the time they're drinking fucking water or just, I don't know. I never, I never seen people eating on the podcast. Oh, you, nobody wants to listen to anybody eat. It's definitely very rude. I'm gonna lose us at least twenty percent of our audience. Like, um, my brother just put me on. I mean, I've been new about this podcast. Bobby Lee, Chinese guy actor. <coughs> yeah, he was on Matt TV. Yeah, <coughs> yeah, he's hilarious. Holy cow! It's, it's him and his wife. Oh my god! That dude is. He's, he's very crazy. <coughs> he used to be on the. David show I was a Kira podcast DVD essay oh okay it was really good yeah he was if you like search on YouTube he has some bits that he did for This Is Not Happening where he talks about like his intense drug addiction oh yeah and pooping his pants I think he talks about that he talks about that shit a lot he talks about pooping last time yeah have you pooped (laughs) yourself as an adult no. You're lying. I don't believe it. As an adult now. Like, no, like it doesn't have to be a full turn log. But you, you're going to tell me right now, you've never sharded as an adult. Sharded? Okay. I'm I've really sharded. Be honest. Now I'm just backing you into a corner. So you're like, <laughs> yeah, like, I'm trying to think. On record. I'm trying to think about it. Like, have I ever, like, fucked up? I Man, there, how many shit? You take three shits a day your entire life. That you're 40 years old. That's like 12,000 shits. One of them is gonna go awry. Nah, I doubt it. Good for you, man. I'm sure. I mean, I'm. I've taken shits in like bad areas. Like, all right, there was one time I fucked this. I remember this as a child. I can't wait. This is a child. Like, this is a child story. One time I went outside, and my mom was at home. I'm knocking on the door, and I had to use the bathroom so bad. So I'm like. Where I'm gonna take the shit. This is like I know I'm like 10, 11 years old. I know I have to be this age. I go to the roof. Why? All of a sudden, I see kids coming on the roof halfway. Me taking a shit. Were you shitting on the roof or off? The roof? I was shitting on the roof. Like I was on the roof and I'm shitting like in the corner, like a crackhead, like looking around, like just like shook, and then kind of the only way you can shit yeah, on like, the roof. Just stupid me. Didn't have no tissue. I had to take off my underwear and just like wipe myself. I left the underwear on the fucking roof. I think I had, like the nastiest shit I ever done. Is that right there? But I like shot it on myself. I mean, probably pissed on myself. My I did piss on myself like on my bed one time. Like, that happens. Like I'm on one. I don't know if it was because I was warm and my room was cold. And it was this like the blanket went over my like I, my feet were poking on my blanket. And my feet were cold, and I end up waking up in the morning, full blown piss all through my bed. <laughs> like, grown man, I'm like, what's going on here? Like, is there a problem? And that was it. And now I, I sleep with socks all the time. You sleep with socks on every night, so you don't pee every your bed. Night. Not, not because I, I just you sleep got, with socks on. You're yeah. an animal. Yeah. Are you socks. serious? That's bad for your feet. It is. Do you put on? Do you have like sleeping socks you put on? Uh, yeah, like I have. I have certain socks. I just. I have a pair of like nice woolly socks I put on in the wintertime. Get real cozy. <laughs> when I was a kid, my grandparents lived like way in the country, and 
I could have gone to a bathroom. There were three. I could have pooped in a bathroom. But I was in the country. And, like, some of the yard was wood, some of it was not wood. Right. And in the middle area, I just pooped outside. I just took hey. a big turkey log on the gas. <laughs> and then I realized, you just shit outside. The f- Somebody's going to see this. I feel like, like, man. <laughs> for a second. Like, I wiped my ass with leaves, and I was like, yeah, I'm tired of that. I did, I did like, that oh. before. Hell yeah, I did, yeah, I did everybody's, that bullshit. Everybody's had to do that. that but then I was like, oh, well, there's a tremendous amount of evidence here that you need poop in this yard. <laughs> and you didn't dig a hole? So I, no, no, just straight, straight like, basically on the lawn. <laughs> and I went Damn. back in to my grandma, who was sitting in the same, she always sat in the same spot. And I was like, I think a bear pooped outside. <laughs> I think there's bears. She's like, oh, that's nice, scary. Did not care about the bear. That's yeah, a concern. Fine. Okay. The grandchild tells you there's bears. It's your word. Yo. Take your shits outside, guys. Can't do it. I've been... Sometimes you're put in a position. Victoria and I went to visit the Cloisters, and we were leaving from downtown Manhattan. Cloisters are, what, 194th? They are way the fuck up there. And we, like, had a nice morning, ate some breakfast, I had one sip of coffee, and I was like, I kind of need to poop, but... I'll be okay. The stump, though. Not exactly. That moment when that coffee hits your system, you're like, okay, well, the train is leaving the station. <laughs> we good. And we get on the train, and I realize that we are going to Buffalo. That's how far upstate we're going. Oh, man. And full bubble gum to the point where I adjusted my belt oh, to apply man. more pressure to yeah, keep it above it, the line. Just to keep it down. Hold, hold. <laughs> Oh and we finally get there. It's beautiful up there. It's really nice. Everybody should go. Right. But there's not a bathroom right off the train. There's like a school playground, and then you get to that really nice park where it's kind of woodsy right. and there's an area. And this was maybe six months, and if Victoria and I are dating. Oh my god. It, not at any point in a relationship where you have to like explain that I have to go shit behind this bush. <laughs> but I had to have like go through that script in my head right. of like I. And it was it was high pressure. Like I had the sweat on my upper oh, lip. It was, like it was it was happening. Once you get the sweats, you know something's about to go off. And luckily, there's the like shitty cafe where they sell like rosé and okay. the bathroom. And I managed to take care of things. But I 100 percent thought I was going to have to shit behind a rosemary bush on the walking trail. That's bad. I was There's nervous. Bubble guts. That whole ride, I was just, my whole body was clenched up. Stiff. Oh, my God. 190 blocks uptown. Oh, man. That's like me holding, like, piss. I can't, like, I, I'm, I'm weak with that. Like, be on the Do you train. pee a lot? Yes. My body pees a lot. Yes, I think it's because I drink a lot of cold. I, drink, I mean, I drink a lot of liquid all day. And then when I get to hot to cold, ooh, when I get to hot to cold, though, I end up... You gotta, you gotta make a tinkle. And then, bro, I be on the train sometimes, and I can't hold it. I have to get off. And you don't go between the cars? You get off? I know. Because I feel, now that the windows are pretty bigger now, I feel like people can look down. So that's my thing. I don't want people looking at me. Well, so cool. I'll get off the train and wait to, like, the train to leave and then piss and then wait. Yo, I've done this so many times, but I hate it. I truly, truly fucking hate it. How often does this happen to you? It happens to me, like, almost two times, like... You say like twice a week. Jesus, yeah, I'll, I'll leave the job. Like I'll leave the job <coughs> and then buy iced coffee and then walk to the train. And then right before service, like right after like the service and I, I, we do everything else, I'm about to leave. I tend to forget to use the bathroom. You should just remember to use the bathroom. And then I'll leave and I'm like halfway there. I'm like, damn. 
then I go like a dick and I go buy me iced coffee and I'm still putting liquid in me. Then by the time I get to the train, and then it gets worse. And I'm like, I'm, I'm like, popping on the train. I'm like, oh my God, here we go. I can't do this. Do you think the rumor that if you pee off the train and it hits the third rail, it'll kill you? Do you think that's true? Yeah, I don't even do that. I feel like, yeah, I feel because, yeah. You think about it. That's if you get a good stream. Oh yeah, you're connected. 100%. You're connected from body to wherever you're gonna hit. Like hell yeah. I feel like I the don't king know. on the wood. Like all right, this is all right. If you look at the third wheel, there's a wooden piece on top. Yeah. You could dump water, pee on that wood thing, but if you pee under that, like that metal if bar, you hit the if you hit that third bar, like yeah, you fucked up. Club. You 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 done. That's a bad way to go. You fucking done. I do. I don't know. That's what would you say? It's a seven foot distance, five and a half to six. You could say six. I think wow. solid six feet. I don't know if it's six feet. <laughs> my cat is interrupting the podcast. If it's six feet, my pee is a solid enough stream to. Like I feel like it's a sprinkle after three feet. Yeah, like the older you get, you can't do it. Like you like when it's you're not like a hose. Like you can't shoot like a, a block away no more. Like, when I pee, like, there. Exactly. So. It's disappointing. It's one of my less favorite things about getting older. <laughs> yeah. And I my hear that a lot. That strong. It's like, how do you get older and you can't hold it the way you used to do it when you was younger? It's like, it's just, it's weird when you get older. For, especially for guys. Especially for guys, just everything starts to get a little weaker. But that happens to women, too. People yeah. shrink. Okay. Yeah, women do shrink. I believe that because... I remember my grandmother being a certain height, and now she's out. I'm like, can't be this big, lady. Cannot be this fucking big. It's gravity. <laughs> fighting gravity your whole life. Jesus, like I always say this, I don't want to get old and be one of those old men who's like shriveled up, like scrunched. Like, you ever seen those old men that are just like this, completely hunched like, over, completely like they're always looking at the ground. Can't look up. Like, oh, I don't want to be like that. I don't want to be like deadlifts. Like, I just straight up, like, always make sure I'm, like, standing up or, I'm, like, walking straight. Like, I do all type of shit. I just make sure I don't be like that. I don't try to be on my phone like this too much. And, like, I try to hold it up. I, I just do stupid shit. Just. That's not stupid. That's intelligent. When I looked at the optometrist the other day, she's like, so how many hours a day do you look at a computer screen? I was like, maybe two. Mm. And she's like, wow, that's nothing. Yeah. There's so many people who spend all day looking at a computer screen. It's causing all sorts that's of vision problems. I cannot imagine that. It's gotta be difficult. It's like now with the phone thing. Like the phone thing is ridiculous now. Like, I can't I wait to see how weird it gets. It's gonna get everybody's in. like head down to the phone. It don't matter where you go, car, plane, fucking train, walking. If I get elected to any office, you was talking about this. Did I say in the last podcast? No, you, we were talking about this at work. If you're walking down the street and you don't look up from your phone for five solid seconds. Anybody can slap it out of your hands. Yeah, you said Because five seconds is one one thousand. Yeah, that's two one thousand. It's no long. Three one thousand. It's got enough. I see people cross the street with their fucking nose in their phone. Yeah. What's interesting to me is we're now we are just figuring out what this does. Constantly being interconnected to every other human being on earth. We don't know what that's gonna be like what that's gonna do to people in twenty years. We yeah, have no I, idea. When when kids who are who are growing up with smartphones and iPads in front of them all the time, when they start making shit, when they're 25 and developing software yeah. for whatever eyeball implant we have instead of phones, it's going to change everything. It's going to yes. be wild. 
Because right now it's still just everything. The craziest shit is basically Facebook. Yeah. Instagram, basically a Facebook. Yeah. But in 20 years, God fucking knows. Like and when you look at all these memes, like I look, at, I love memes. I think they're hilarious. And like, there's but they're so weird and specific. Like, it's true. But in that moment of specificity, you find out that. 15,000 people like it. So, like, 15,000 people have felt this one really weird... One thing. Whatever niche it happens to be... It's fucked out. It's like, very strange. Like, this... This could... Like... This could fuck up people, too, because now this is all they rely on. Like, I keep telling people, you gotta stop relying on shit like this, because once blackout... Like, I don't think a lot of people... I mean... Probably they forgot about it, but the blackout was like you know, two thousand something. Sandy? No, no, it was a blackout. Like, yeah, like, when the downtown went out was out of power. Yeah, for, yeah, yeah. That was Sandy. So that was Sandy. Okay, that shit right there, that fucked up so many people. They were like, I can't make a phone call. I can't take money out the bank. So I said, imagine if that shit was to happen everywhere, everywhere. That you can't take no money out the bank. You're too used to doing this, you can't do that because all the telephone lines are down. The phone's like, not charged Everybody's anyway. State of emergency Yeah it's It's gonna end up being Some shit like that I like, cannot everything wait Everything is relied On wait. a computer Everything Your phone is like A computer And not only that no more. Everything you do Requires a computer Yeah There's nothing Anyone does That doesn't require a computer It's like not for work either. You need an email Like I'm, All of us use email Every day Daily Well not only that Payroll your bank, everything, your whatever billing system you use. Like I ha- I am, well, I don't have to pay my rent online. There's like a penalty if I don't. Right. There's no, I never hand a check to anybody. It's okay. just all beep, boop, fucking nonsense. And while it's great, so I hope that makes me rich off my three hundred dollars I invest in cryptocurrency. Ah. It's not. If shit, if the lights turn off, it's just gonna be Mad Max. Yeah. And I can't wait. <laughs> I've been looking forward to that day my entire life. I am very... I've seen Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome 38 times. I am very ready. I've it's seen it more than that. It's a great fucking It's a very good one. I was very happy with the new one, too. Yeah, the new one was fucking great. It was great. Great. The new one was fucking You know the same guy who directed that directed Happy Feet? Yeah, you told me. I think you told me that. Yeah, that's George wild. George and Babe, Big in the City. Wow. And Mad Max, all, he Mad did all Max. three of them and the new one. Wow! The guy who plays a Morton Joe, the villain from Fury Road, right? The same actor is the toe cutter in Mad Max One. The main villain with the like yeah. shock of hair. Yeah, same Holy actor, Jonathan Davis. That's wild. That's, That's Bunny wild. the Cat. Yeah, I'm gonna the microphone. Bunny. Well, nah, I can't. I can't. I don't know what's next after this, though. Like, what can now... What, VR. What are, it's gonna, 100% going to be VR. It's going to be VR. Have you done a VR? Like, have you fucked with it at all? I fucked with it, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's terrifying. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like, to the point where, like, I think it was, uh, it was a game that we was rocking, and, yo, it had me moving around like this shit was real. Like, I was, he was like, yo, just stay in one spot. I played the way. John Wick game and I almost fell over because I put my hand on a ledge in the game and I and thought I was on it. it. Oh my god, that's crazy! It's just my a hundred percent prediction 
in 25 years, there's going to be maybe 500,000 to a million people on Earth that live lives that are like crazy Russian skyscraper daredevils. They're Kardashian analogs. They're musicians, rock stars, actors. And everyone else on the planet is just going to get home from work, goggle in, and just live their lives vicariously. And it's that's what it's going to be. That's scary. That's all we consume now. Think about it. Think about how many Instagram accounts are just people looking at lives they wish they had. Yeah. How many YouTube videos? I watch so many dumb YouTube videos because yeah. they're very, they're fascinating. The Steve Nineteen Eighty Nine is my favorite one. He's the MRE guy. Anyway, that uh, was Casey. What's his fucking name? The drone guy. There's all these people who just live lives. Oh, Casey Nastat. Yeah, yeah. He has that weird, goofy face. He. Matter of fact, his office is not too far from our job. But all he does is fly does drones that. in Dubai. He got, I don't know why he does. I know he used to work for, I think, Google or some wild shit, and then he made his own channel just about his daily routine. His day-to-day awesome life. Yeah, and he made it big off I think that we're going to hit a point where people will be happier vicariously living someone else's awesome life than trying to pursue their own. Weirdo shit, though. Like, you know it makes sense. How many people have you met? Do you know personally that would be content if you could, if they could experience other people's experiences? It's a lot. It's It's more than. It's more than it isn't. And that's sad. I feel like that's like low self-esteem. There is. Much like the MMA guy is destined to be the warrior, like that's a human archetype, there's also people who don't want to do anything. There's always been people who don't want to do anything. It's sad. Yeah. I don't know how you don't have the drive to do something. Something. Backgammon. Like, find something. Find something to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know how you just don't want to be... Better, like, feel things. I don't know. Like, I, I can't, I can't be like that, like... Just to be, you know, like, I want to be doing something with myself to be like, okay, I did that. You know what I'm saying? Not just to be like some deadbeat, like, okay, I'm just living to live. Nothing nah. feels better than having done something hard. Yeah. There's nothing more satisfying than completing a difficult task. I don't understand that about people sometimes. Some people just rather just be like that. And I can't. Like, that's why, like, now, like, when I see bumps in the street, like, I don't believe you, you know, because, like, you see the way they look now, like, these bumps, we have in smartphones and all this wild shit, but yet you're still asking for money on the train so you could just get the comfortable life just doing nothing all day. Like, I, I don't understand why they like that. We were talking about how the CityLink kiosks have created a yeah, middle uh, class of homeless. That is. They yeah. have, like, Folding chairs and smartphones, yeah, and they'll set up, up like a little speaker. And yeah, just... you could make a free phone call off it. You could watch a video off it. I could got a little screen where you could watch a little video now on it. And now they started to pop up in the Bronx. They put those in the Bronx? Yes. Now they started to pop up in the Bronx. Now I'm looking at them like, no fucking way they put them. Now this is going to be bad now. You're going to see these people camping right on them the way they do, you know what I'm saying, in certain spots where I see them all the time two or three phones or you see a real fucked up dude on it trying to get in contact with somebody and like I've never seen anybody use one of those for a phone call that was 
not using it for a nefarious purpose. Yeah. You know what I mean? Anybody who's making that phone call screaming in that tiny speaker yeah. with a button. Block it. Like, who's gonna fuck, who's gonna use that shit? Okay, it's very good, like, if your shit is dying or something, you wanna plug it in and, like, charge your phone. There's no way I'm standing on the street while my phone charges. But there's so many nuts Find a Sprint there. store, you walk in, you email your girlfriend, you're gonna be late, your phone's dead, you move on. So I do. I go into Apple stores, Sprint stores, Verizon. Back when I was talking about being a shithead and not having money and being a scumbag line cook, I didn't have a cell phone for three years. Oh, wow. I knew where every payphone in New York City <laughs> below 14th Street was. Damn. Pockets full of quarters. If people wanted to find me, they'd just go to Tile Bar. Hey, dude, that's, if that's I wasn't wild. at work, I was at Tile Bar or I was sleeping. Oh, man. But... Yeah, anytime. So I didn't have a phone, or my phone would be turned off. So I just pop into a Sprint store. Do you need help? Nope, just looking at this phone. Email somebody, log out. Off one of their phones there? Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> that's that's day insane. one shit. Come on, man. I never even knew about it. I've always thought I'd make a really good homeless person, but then I realized I do. I have a home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Like, I'm really good at it. I'm really Boom, good at yeah. being homeless. Just I will say, there's obviously a mental health problem. Like, some people are just not being cared for, who can't care for themselves. That's 100% a thing. Yeah. Anytime I see some fucking crust punk white kid with a pit bull and a bandana, though, I want to scream in their face till blood comes out of my mouth. <laughs> you're just traveling, you're just drinking steel reserve and playing the banjo, go fuck yourself, man. You are, you are born capable and, frankly, white and you are wasting yeah. everything you've been given. It's crazy how a lot of kids in the suburbs want to come down to New York and act poor. It's like, why? Because there's nothing cool about being rich. It's like, why? Rich you people do don't do cool shit. Can't be poor, and there's people in the city who's trying to get out the city to go to the suburbs to be rich. Like, I don't get it. Like, and I knew a kid, not even a kid. He was, he's dead now. But like, this dude lived in a fucking beautiful house. Beautiful family, had money, moved to New York just to just be a bum. I think that it's difficult to feel authentic as a wealthy person. That's weird, because I think if I had money... I'd be doing shit. I'd be fucking... I'd be making shit happen. I don't know how people don't think like that. Like, if you're not going to do right with the money, I could do something right for you for that money. Exactly. Like, there's so many things out here that I can make money off. If I had the right capital backing for it, you know what I'm saying? But they'd be people that just don't want to use their head. Those right? kids who grew up in a house where, like, somebody, they always had a 12-pack of Gatorade. You know what I'm talking about? Like, they always had, like, all the snacks. Had everything. Like, oh, you want a Gatorade? There's a hundred Gatorades. Yeah, yeah. When I was a kid, I got a Gatorade. I got it at the store. I drank <laughs> it before I got it home. <laughs> That's true. A glass I bottle. I've been there. Yeah, when I was a kid, I've been to spots like that. Okay, I go to my friend's house or something. They'll have, like, bags of tip tips. Like, you know, yeah, those snack packs, yeah, those, but the good ones. Yeah, dude. It's not all no smart food funnies. Yeah. I used to always go through shit like that when I was younger. But, but I don't know. It's got to be... It's weird. I have no idea what it's like growing up that way. Like, now. But I did, here's the thing. I grew up poor as fuck, but when I was in fifth grade, I moved from QS to Rochester. Right. Rochester doesn't have a great city school district. So my grandfather, who was wealthy, paid for school. So I was living in an office building with my dad 
this is where we didn't have a kitchen, and taking the city bus to the suburbs and then walking a mile and a half to the most expensive private school in upstate New York. That's crazy. The Harley School. I kicked the fuck out of that school. <laughs> but, so, like, I was here in full, 100% Salvation Army clothes with these kids who whose dad owned South Pole. The son of the guy, the son of Lou Graham from Foreigner. Very, very, the kind of people now, I was drunk the other night and I looked up on Instagram, I tried to find this girl. It's like very pretty in fifth, fifth grade. And she's one of those chicks who just has pictures of her, like holding her hand back on the beach in Ibiza or whatever. Like just yachts, yeah. that kind of life. So I saw those kids and like I was surrounded by them. Family money. Exactly. It's like, man, you do not ever, you've never had to worry about anything important in your entire life. Yep. And I don't... I've met some chill, cool people who grew up very, very wealthy. But I think that you... If you never get a test of character, you never find out who you are. That's a fact. If you've never... If you've never been straight up hungry, oh. being nine years old and just being like, no dinner! Or tuna to- helper again... Yeah, I, I, I could feel that. You I don't know that. how good steak tastes. That's crazy. And I don't know, I'm not friends with anybody, and it's not, maybe it's classism, I don't know, but it's, I've never been able to be a close friend with somebody who wasn't, who didn't grow up under similar circumstances. Shut up! You don't fucking know. You're, you're not allowed to have an opinion when you talk to me. It's true because if you never like been there, then you can't talk about it. You know, like I've been there, and then and this is what's crazy. I've been there with like people that could help me, and still, still go through the bullshit. Fuck! I remember days not going without. Like, damn, it's gonna be like this now. Like bread is your dinner? Yeah, like it'll be shit like that. I look and I'm like. Like, I'm eating crackers today. It'll be like, give me like, shit like that. Like, oh man. It's funny, I was just thinking about this the other night. There's a lot of people out there who don't know what it's like to have no money. Oh man. You know, you know that feeling of having no money? No. Zero. Money. Your change jar was cashed in last week. Yeah. You, you don't have shit. I, I, oh. That feeling is so means, shitty. I've done teared up on things like, God damn, this, I'm a nobody. Like, you have nothing. That's when you feel like, yo, you feel like you hit rock. But when you have no money, like, damn, where I'm going to go, what I'm going to eat, what I'm going to do with no money in my life. My go-to, uh, it does, Richard Pryor has one of my favorite jokes about that all the time. You ever been so broke, you're walking down the street just looking for money? I've done that. Oh, a hundred percent. When you hit like five dollars in bank account, your eyes are <laughs> sharp, man. Like, you are looking yeah. around. And, and it was crazy with a job and everything. I still look to the floor. Oh. I'm still. I'm always. I don't know. It's just me, but it's just. Of course. I've always been like that. I uh, this guy I knew found like twelve hundred dollars once, and since that day, I've had my eyes peeled. <laughs> I heard that story eight years ago. <laughs> so, yeah, I could find something around here. Like, I hate when I, I hear stories of, like, people jumping in the cab, and they look at a bag, bag got 30 grand, and just want to give it back to that person. Uh, no? No. 
You if took you, an L. If you lost thirty grand, that is <laughs> yes. your fault. That's you you misplaced thirty grand. Yes. If it's a priceless family heirloom, we're like Yo-Yo Ma's cello. Yeah. Yeah. But if, if it's thirty grand cash, I'm you not saying to lose damn that. thing that's coming home to me. I just came up for the fucking year. Like no way, I'm not doing. That. I think I told you this story at work, but the when I was during that time when I was homeless and working full time, I was sleeping on the train. Or, like, I'd sleep on the train, like, overnight, and then I'd go, like, nap in a park during the right. morning time, which was cold. And I was walking to work. I had nothing. Zero dollars. I was walking in Tribeca down to Hudson. Like, it's nice. Right. And this chick has a double-wide stroller, and her pocketbook falls out of her purse right in front of me. And it's... Just it's clearly from yeah. God. It's clearly like, <laughs> hey, what's up, buddy? How do you feel about, <laughs> about this? And I pick it up and I open it. And it's probably like eighty-seven bucks in cash, thirty-five credit cards. I could be yeah. okay. <laughs> and it's just this fucking okay, angel and demon. Like, yeah. Excuse me, excuse me, miss, miss. And I look like me. Like you yeah. don't want to talk to me. <laughs> and like, oh, what? And I was like. You dropped your pocketbook. She's like, oh, thank you. And just takes it and walks off. That's it. I would have been like, you know what? And I, I honestly think in that moment I could be like, hey, I haven't eaten in a day. Like, I realize that, like, it, like, just, I don't have fucking hobo slipper right, tender right. feet, but I could use some help. And I didn't say anything. And I still regret giving that back. Yeah, I would have too. Like, but, you didn't give me nothing. I just... I don't expect anything necessarily, but it was that moment of... But I didn't give it back to her expecting money back. Right. I hoped. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I could have had money, or I could have not had money, and I picked the not money, and it can feel better. Oh, damn. I would probably feel bad about it to this day. Yeah. But I could have bought a pack of cigarettes. You could have had something. You could have had a meal. A place to stay that night. Oh, man. Yeah, that was... That's a bad... That's the one thing about homelessness, like talking about crust bumps and like the crazy the crazy homeless people right. in New York I spent like five nights straight on the train and just sleeping on the F I don't know that was like my go to okay. it's a long train it's a long ride it's yeah. a long ride and I figured that's what I wanted and well like I would start my night in a a station mm. but after night two I changed as a person because you just I felt like a subway rat I was very aggressive defensively I was like this is my space that I don't own it doesn't belong to me that I can be removed from any time but this is my space this is me right here and I imagine after and luckily like I had a girl like my girlfriend at the time who let me stay with her for way longer than she should have let me stay with her and like I crushed my buddy's couch for a while but if you did that for a month you would be a different person. Change the whole aspect. Especially if you've hit a point where you don't, you have no one to ask for help anymore. Like you're out, like you're out. Yeah. After a month of that, you're not gonna be the same. Coming back from that would be like coming back from crazy documentary yeah, obesity. Like just like you off the radar. Exactly. You don't exist. Like you don't Especially exist. if you didn't have a job. At least I had a job. You know. That's how I felt for ten years of not having a job. I felt like I was off the radar. Like off everybody's eyes, no job, 
No credit card, no nothing. I didn't have nothing. Off the grid. Zip. Everything was just off the fucking grid. Straight up cash. So you didn't know if I was dead or alive. There was that weird feeling of like, I, I put some shit in my wallet in case something happened. The one thing I, I didn't ever think about, I guess, but when I was sleeping on the train, I never had to go to the bathroom. But that was my number one worry. Is I'm going to wake up in the story and I'm going to have to take a piss and like, it's probably like the nerves or something maybe. Well, it, was, it was 100% the nerves, the nerves like when you, that was one of those things where my body took over yeah you just shut down and you, your bowels are not working your bowels are not working just like, like when you're running through wolves trying to just trying to get 1700. some ribs. oh my god I'll be fucking fucked up it was like that especially now you know how many fucking bums are on the train now I got on the the one going to work the other day and there was four full sleeping homeless people Including a couple, and the guy, they were definitely homeless, but the guy also definitely had a new haircut. It was like a couple, they were Spanish, they had a, like, the guy had tattoos, chicken kind of cute, but they were clearly not doing okay. But you know what I mean? Like, you can kind of sense a guy. Yeah, they probably just fucked up. But they had a baby carriage with them. They definitely didn't have a baby. Right. I, I looked. They were sleeping. I like, lifted the cords. I, I, <laughs> I actually had to know. It was a terrible idea. They caught me looking at their baby. Yeah. Like, that, yeah. That's not going to end well for anybody. That's fucking bananas. Like, I, I don't understand that. I'm but I've been there. I don't know. Yeah. I don't understand how I got there. I spent all my money on bar tabs. And... It was just the boozers in the way. And you just learn how to just wiggle that out. Some people can't break that. It's just, it becomes a disease where... I need a dude that's like my friend. He can't let it go. He needs to wake up to one of these. No, that's rough. I never no, had no came. eating. This is like, yo, he'll go home, he'll do his job, come out. Even if he had money, no money's pocket, he's gonna he's gonna steal one of these. But he needs a beer. He needs beer, beer, beer. And I'd be like, yo, bro, you need to chill off that shit. Because at least it's beer and not liquor. But hey, give him whatever. He'll take whatever. And he does it like it's fucked up. He has a job and I like distance myself more from him because of that. Like, yo, bro, you need to change, bro, because I'm not just gonna that go shit'll kill you. It's, it is. Like I'm not gonna say it's gonna 100%. kill him, but it can. It's gonna get to the point where, bro, you can't stop. You know what I'm saying? And if you do stop, you're gonna get sick. Yeah. Because I know a lot of people who's drinking and you just end up being sick after stopping. Get the GTs? Yeah, it's wild. I went through a withdrawal once. Yeah. Um, I get it. I mean, booze is. There is something very romantic about alcoholism. There's something about, like, in a way that's unique. Like, hard drugs. If somebody's ruining their life with cocaine right. versus somebody who's ruining their life with alcohol, the alcohol one's always a better story. You know what I mean? Like, that's. There's something, like, drunk authors. Hemingway, Fitzgerald, like there's something about it that's kind of Bukowski, like it's just like, I reject this life, I don't right. know, you know what it's I'm different. saying, different. everybody knows about totally. what I'm saying, and I, like, I personally definitely fell for that, and like it was also, you can be a complete fuck up on alcohol and still crush pussy, <laughs> which is the thing, if you're, if you're a full blown junkie, you're not getting laid twice a week, I mean, maybe you are, I don't know, but I don't think you are, because you're not hanging out in bars. <sighs> Because chicks love a, a yeah. wounded animal. I was just, this <laughs> poor, sick little puppy that they scoop up in their arms and get really surprised when I bit him. Because 
I'm gonna fix him. You're not. Nah, this is me. Take it and leave it. They left it. But now I don't. We started on positivity, and then we mostly talked about fast food and homeless people. Yeah, that's crazy. But it was a good positive one, aspirations. Um, it's good shit, though. It is good shit. We got 20 minutes left okay, in the now, second hour. Okay. Do you want? Do you want to do the Roseanne thing? I yes, the Roseanne thing yes. Yeah, I wanted to get to that so crazy because it's why that was. That's my biggest. Do you thing. believe for a second it was ambient? You heard about that, right? All right. Good that you say that for the simple fact that if she was on ambient, okay, I want to see. Oh, now I'm gonna change my whole shit to this. I want to see the time that she tweeted that because okay. she, if it was at night, like if she took it, like if she was going to sleep, and she did take the ambient to go write something, it can't fuck with you. I've ambient, never taken an ambient. I used to Is be it cool? Heavy. Is it, it is, fun? It's fun. Just for the simple fact that you have to wait till the person tells you what you did wrong. The next day because you don't remember what you've done. You don't I, remember any of it? That doesn't sound like any fun at all. It's, I mean, okay, I used to take it to go to sleep, but a lot of times it's a good it sleep. early. It's a great fucking sleep. You, you're getting eight hours straight. You could count it down. Eight hours out. Dead. You're dead, but. Do you wake up refreshed or drag you? Do you know you wake up ready to go? Like a full double like hour you, you could be like, wow, like I actually slept. Tonight. I slept. But sometimes when you take it, that time from you take it to you go to sleep, you may, if you're active before you go to sleep, you may do a couple of things that you don't remember. Because I remember my, be my ex-girl and I used to take it and she's like, oh, you remember saying this to me? I used to be like, nah, then the, what she started doing was recording me. Do you, can you find this footage? If I asked her for it, I think. But then she used to be like, yo, look what the fuck he was talking about. I'd be like, no way. It'll be some crazy shit off. She'd be like, yo, you talking about some shit I never heard about? Like you're serious? Oh, well, she goes, yeah. You want to? The you're speaking Korean. Like I don't know what the fuck it was, but it was just it's it's just a drug where you can forget something. So I'm not saying, hey, Roseanne, you fucked up. But hey, I'm not saying that the ambient did it. But there's no way the ambient is gonna say, uh, what you said. Which was super shitty. That was shitty, bro. It's like, super shitty. Like, I, I it's said, not only shitty. It's there's, it's just shitty. There's, no, it's not a joke. No, and it's also a weird person that. to call out. Like, like it's not like I'm not. Obviously, it's a shitty thing. But if it was Obama, like if it was a, a B, like a number one, right. you know what I mean? It's like a number six. Like, why are you specific or number three? I have no idea. Really, I never heard of the person until I heard about this story. I also, I thought Roseanne was a liberal. This whole time, she did that thing. You remember the thing in the nineties where she fucked up singing the American anthem and yeah, grabbed her fucking yeah, crotch and spat on the flag. I was just talking about this with somebody in the kitchen, and then we, we was same conversation me and you are having right now. And I'm like, okay, this is what I said. I said, okay, if this was like in the seventies, maybe, maybe the eighties, she could have said that and got away with it, played it somehow. You know, it, yeah, because right now, like, but there's also no joke, no gap. It wasn't. It wasn't humorous. It was just saying some fucked up, super fucked yeah, up. Yeah, it was, it was super fucked up. But like, like, but I'm just saying though. Like, but right now, everybody takes everything to the ass. Now, everybody's a bitch ass. You can't thing. say that. Like, you know, you say something <laughs> crazy, and it's like you, you fucking. Say, oh, why did you say that? And it's now a hate crime. You say something crazy to somebody in a wrong way. It's a hey, you're gonna go to jail. You're gonna catch a fucking felony, like over saying something stupid. 
We're definitely gonna lose your fucking job. Oh, you're gonna lose your job and your whole cast. A the, job. The production team. They said, you know what? Okay, we're gonna fire you. We're gonna fire everybody. But fire then, John Goodman. This is what fucked me up too. I said, why do that? They never. They didn't do that to Two and a Half Men when Charlie Sheen booked it because it wasn't. If Charlie Sheen had done got away with all that because he didn't say. Also, he didn't really get away with it. Charlie Sheen has AIDS now. Charlie Sheen's not doing super great. I, I know he's not, but I'm just saying that they, they didn't, they didn't shut a, down the show. No. They, they they killed them off, or he died off the show. He died on the show. Like on the show, he was dead. They, he died on yeah. Two and a Half Men. Yeah, he died on the, he died on Two and a Half Men, and Did they brought Six and a Half Pallbearers. <laughs> they brought their fucking Ashton Kutcher. You know he's a purple belt in jujitsu. Who Ashton Kutcher? Yeah. Well, the thing is. There is a list You could make a list Of shit you can't say anymore And keep your job He didn't say any of those things He said I do a bunch of cocaine I'm a wizard And I fuck hookers every day Which is not On the list Okay The list is Disparaging What's called Having just finished My uh, sexual harassment Or my sensitivity training uh, Any protected class You can't talk shit About people's race Religion Age, uh, whatever. Uh, fitness level, okay. sex. Like, you can't fuck with those things okay. because historically those are oppressed groups. Okay. And right now, if you are even remotely implying there's something wrong, hmm. you, are, you are an immediate oppressor. Okay. And that, that is the worst thing you can possibly do. And it is, for the most part. Right. Most protected classes as it may be trans people Puerto Ricans whatever they are like yeah you guys had a shitty time mostly at the hands of white dudes yeah and women white women get such a pass they were there the whole fucking time no fucking but so yes so now should you decide to take some Ambien and say say the the dumbest shit like no one like we're both show. not saying it because we know yeah, other people are yeah. going to listen to it. Like, what are you yeah. guys saying now? Well, and everybody knows what we're talking everybody about. Knows, so, exactly, but you seeing this on the height of this show, like that your show was super funny as shit, and it was a comeback show, and you Perfect fucked time. that up. Damn, not worth it. It wasn't worth it for that. You should have just put down your fucking phone. Like, but hey, it makes you, me nervous about ambient. I mean. Just don't fucking go out there and start calling people. Yeah, you, it's just... For that, you should have smoked some pot. I feel like Roseanne smokes weed. Yeah, I know that, yeah. Like, but damn, like that... I was so mad at that. And I'm not even mad at the part, like, like whatever she said. I'm just mad, like, you have a you have a show that's number one, and you fuck that up with one comment. And only that's why it took you a couple of seconds to fuck your career and literally to get fired by the next day. You and the whole cast was done. Yeah. It's very irresponsible. Very irresponsible. And there's a lot of people doing that in their career now just being very irresponsible. You know. Like, you 100% know what you cannot say. If I was famous, just keep your fucking mouth shut. I what you do. I can't attain any level of fame. I can't. Do I, it. There's no way I wouldn't get drunk one day and say some shit in an interview that would not not cost me my job. Okay, I got another one that that fucked his whole fucking career. Um, 
the dude of Seinfeld. Kramer. Oh, that was bananas. What the fuck? And then they had footage of it, and he's yelling at the dude <laughs> from the back. And I'm like, oh, dude. And then you look at the crowd. He's it's stuck super mixed. He leaned into it, though. Like, it wasn't just a bop. It was yeah. a bop, 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 like, bop. Oh, my God. I said, you're lucky you didn't get dragged out of that spot. It's, I'm very surprised. Security had to have helped like, him. I know. Like, I'm just like, oh, some people say certain things and you shouldn't be saying them. Like, stop. stop. And there is one thing stop. that we collectively all understand is an automatic fight. Yeah. Yeah. It's a straight-up fight. That's it. That's fine. I feel it. Like, people don't understand. And, like, the Did way... Did you ever see the Michael Che stand-up special that's on Netflix? Now? Yeah. No. It's fantastic. You should watch it. I should watch it. He has a bit where he's talking about a white guy that says that to him, and he's like, now I have to fight him, or I guess he gets to keep saying it, because those are the rules. That's true. Yeah, don't... That one... That was a full fly-off-the-handle. Yeah, like... You had to be doing more than ambient that night, or you must have felt some type of way to say that. Like you, yeah, like, that came from a place. Yeah, like don't think like his ex-wife was about the black guy or yeah, something. Like, like, don't think a, you're gonna get a, a pass for that because you're not. Like people, uh, uh, Mel Gibson. Oh man, I here's the thing about Mel Gibson. Well, sometimes I he goes love, fully off the top with it. Sorry, he goes off the head with it sometimes. Yeah, bad. I, Mel Gibson. He directed Braveheart, man. <laughs> like, I, and the other thing is, obviously a psychopath. Obviously had a drinking problem. Big time, yes. He was an alcoholic. Yeah, you could see the tell. Like, I done see on his man. face. You could just see his face. Like he had way too many. There's a there's a bunch of people who think that he, like, they 86 his career because he started trashing the Jews. Because was, the Jews, did he start off the Passion of Christ? Well, the reason his whole shit got... Well, yeah. It started off mostly coming off that. And then, after that, there was all those voicemails. Right. He left to his fucking... Whatever chick. Then he wilded out, yeah. It. And he was... Full-blown crazy. Not okay crazy. But there's... The, the thinking that I've heard... Tree Sonia. Okay. Rest in peace. Favorite comedian. Uh, he's like, yeah. They just stopped protecting him. Because you know Robin Williams said some fucked up shit. You know Christopher Plummer has said some fucked up shit. But they just decided, Mel, we're going to take all your shit now. Mm-hmm. Beep, boop, beep. Here you go. That's fucked up. It is. It would be hard if I worked in restaurants and 90% of chefs and restaurant owners were Jewish. It would be hard in that comment on that. And Hollywood is a lot of Jews. I say this as a Jew. Hollywood is a lot of Jews. And that, it's not the end of the world to point that fucking out. You know what I mean? Like, like if every, no, that doesn't make sense. I was just like, if every 7-Eleven was run by one ethnic group, oh, they are. They are, though. You would comment, it'd be noticeable, you know what I mean? You think about it, like, it goes for like it goes like that for a lot of businesses out here now. If everyone who worked at every TV bank was from Uzbekistan, you'd be like, man, all these fucking Uzbekistan people, yeah, 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 yeah. burn the coin counting machine. It's true. It's, it's you would notice things, that. You would notice. Yes. But I mean, Mel Gibson, you don't get to say what you said. Yeah, he's 
But thank you for Braveheart and Mad Max. Yeah, man. Lethal Weapon. It was a classic. Ransom. Did you ever see Get the Gringo? Get the Gringo. I just watched that like the other day, bro. Like I've seen so it on good. Netflix. It's so It's on good. Netflix now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It reminded me of like uh, kind of like an Ocean's Eleven or Chef style movie where the stakes are <laughs> super high, but it's just really dirty. That's a good. That's a like good it's always movie. there's always winning. Like it's never like it's, it's just, just fucking flick. That kid was cool. The little fucking kidney kid or whoever it was. <clears throat> Chick was hot. Yeah, that was a great little movie. Yeah, Chick was hot. Strong Clint Eastwood impression. Yeah. Yeah. Pulled the umbrella out. That was fucking great. I liked that movie a lot. All right, we are now. Might as well wrap it up. Yeah, man. We had a great one. Solid two hours. We could Solid. absolutely do three hours. Yeah. But I think cutting it two hours is way to go for the time being. Um, as always guys thank you for those of you who decided to listen uh, we are now available on Pocket Cast iTunes Ooh. Switcher I think that's another one I always use Pocket Cast uh, Google Play Music we're getting out there uh, by, the of, by the end of the month we should be on Spotify which Ooh. makes it very easy that's gonna be dope and yeah thank you guys uh, Leo you got any closing words have a great weekend and it's Saturday. Yeah, we still got one more day. All right, fine. Have a great Sunday. Have yeah. a good Sunday. I think that's good at any point. Everybody know. Peace All out. right, brother.